The opinions of this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate, any realtor associations, persons, or entities. If your property is currently listed with a real estate broker, please note that it is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Welcome back to Hunting Home. Today's guest is Rick Will with the Smith Davis Insurance Agency. Um, I've got to know Rick a lot better over the last year, and Rick brings up a lot of uh, interesting points with insurance in our weekly meetings that we have with the Council Bless Business Connection. And so I thought Rick would be a great guest to have on the podcast and and talk about insurance and um, maybe dive a little bit deeper into homeowners insurance. Um, so Rick, uh, I know you've been in the insurance business for quite a while. How long have you been at Smith Davis? Uh, three years. And before that, you were at Farmers, correct? Yeah, I had my own Farmers Insurance Agency. Okay. Along with Smith Davis and the Council Bluffs Business Connection, you're also pretty involved in the community in Council Bluffs. What else are you part of? Well, currently right now I'm on the advisory board at uh, the Y, and of course I'm involved with the Rotary. I head up there. I'm the chairman of the foundation. I'm also the district uh, chairman. I the insurance guy, which includes 43 uh, Rotary clubs all through Southwest Iowa and uh, Southeast Nebraska. Uh, I'm on used to be on some other boards. At one time, I was involved with Habitat, uh, the Senior Center, uh, Bethany Lutheran Home, and I was chairman on those boards over a period of time. Plus, uh, some other things that I do now and then. So. Just a few I thought things. it was I thought it was time to get back to work. Yeah, you're also a CB ambassador, right? Yes. So you go to all the ribbon, new ribbon cuttings, new as, businesses as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. What What keeps you so involved, or what? I mean, is it is it just business, or or what brings you to all these different things? Well, uh, on a lot of stuff, I've been asked, you know, to be involved. Most of the boards that I have been on, I was asked in one way or another. And um, I've been an ambassador for a long time and it was in one time the chief officer of the ambassadors. And I was asked to, to come and help the ambassadors in some various things. And uh, I just stay involved because, you know, it's a way to be in a community and there's, there's a lot of new people coming to town and you don't meet those people otherwise. And then uh, a lot of, you know, old acquaintances are starting businesses. And and if you got to stay active, like, you know, with the Chamber of Co- Coffee and Contacts and make sure you belong to the Chamber and read the updates and things of that nature. You know, it's a pretty active town. And I think the only way you can keep your finger on anything as far as activity business-wise or people you want might want to meet or, uh, like you might want to try to sell a house or myself try to insure. If if you're not out there working all the time, and it's not really work, but it, it's part of what we do if we're in the, the business of um, working with people. Yeah. I find that interesting that, you know, you talk about a lot of new people coming to town and, and being involved in meeting new people. I know that myself being a Councilblast native, I felt like I... I knew a lot of people that I knew, I'm most of the people in Council Bluffs, but every time I go to a ribbon cutting or every time I go to something new, I, I meet somebody that I haven't met that's, 
usually also a council bluffs native so how long have you been in council bluffs rick uh i have been in council bluffs uh the second time of going around uh 50 some years i was originally from around the underwood area and at a young age i lost my dad and moved into council bluffs and then finished up uh, high school at neola tri center after one year at al and then moved back here to go to UNO, where I got my degree. So, Rick, what all do you guys do at the Smith Davis? You do auto, home, business. What all do you cover there at Smith Davis? Well, we um, do the the personal lines, and the personal lines is what you spoke to, you know, to start with, auto, home, umbrella, things of that nature, farms, classic cards, all sorts of things that boats, you know, four-wheelers, you know, because a lot of times, too, let's say like four-wheelers, people think, well, my homeowners covers that. Well, no, it don't. And uh, there's been a lot of four-wheelers. There's been a lot of jet skis that have been stolen recently. And that's on your, your personal side. I also do um, personal health insurance, Medicare supplements. I do group insurance. I have a few groups insured. Uh, sometimes, you know, you can spread yourself thin, but I also have uh, commercial businesses insured, where that includes, you know, their liability, property, autos, work comp. And um, we do a lot of specialty insurance. We do a lot of bonds. Uh, we have uh, three offices right now, one in Logan, Iowa, one in Papillion and Council Bluffs. We have over, t- have over 20-some people. So we do just about anything you can think of in insurance. And if we have to pass on it, then we refer it to, you know, a professional that would be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I personally view insurance as a, uh, it can be a complicated matter. And I feel like most people that I deal with, especially when it comes to homeowners insurance, don't fully understand what they have. Um, so, and I know like prayer conversations that you've, you've shared at the Council Plus Business Connection and told stories about people being underinsured or, or not maybe totally understanding what their policy is going to cover. Do you feel that that's pretty common that, that people don't always are, they're not always aware of what their insurance covers and, you know, even like what their deductible might be, or if they have ACV, you know, versus replacement cost. Do you see that quite often? Well, yeah. And, and what's happening is I view it as, you know, insurance isn't the favorite subject of a lot of people. And, you know, it's a necessary evil, and I don't view insurance as evil. I've been in it pushing 40 years. Uh, but what's happening is you're having a lot, a lot of people, um, what would we say, buy up in the market where they have um, now have an asset that they never dreamt they would have had five years ago by the values. And what's happening is that the insurance companies are changing their policies. They're changing their endorsements. Uh, they're adding some endorsements that are really good for the client. Uh, then, but now they're also, and I spoke to it before with you, is that they're really being tough on roofs. Uh, f- you know, 15-year lookbacks, uh, percentages, coverage. I mean, if you have a 20-year-old roof, you might only get 30% coverage on a roof. And when I, you know, 20 years ago, a big storm Five or six thousand dollars would replace a roof, and and now it's probably twenty five thousand dollars, just depending on the situation. 
And you have to really watch that when you buy someplace or you know as your disclosures when you're trying to sell something, there's some of these things that you have to be really aware of too. And then that uh, the, the your client or my client uh, really have to be on the ball and, and understand what can happen if we if we don't you know do it correctly. Yeah, I know. You know the roofs uh, is a, is a major thing. You know when we're looking at a home, we're looking at you know the roof, we're looking at the HVAC system, um, your big ticket items, and and roofs are, can be complicated because a lot of times on these disclosures that we get, um, there might not be any information as far as the age of the roof. Or there might be kind of uh, an, a guesstimate um, of, of when that was. You know, people think that, hey, my, that was about five years ago, and it might have been eight or nine. Um, and then a lot of times that information gets passed from one disclosure to the next, and suddenly we're off by 10 years. Um, so especially in this market right now where it's so competitive that having a home inspection, um, home inspections have been limited lately. And not that a home inspection is going to necessarily tell you the exact age of the roof, but it should at least tell you the condition. And I think that, you know, people also have been kind of um, behind on what it costs to have a roof replaced because, like you said, um, not long ago it was this price, and all of a sudden, you know, it, it might be five or six, seven thousand dollars more today than it was even three or four years ago. Do you feel that? You know, should people be looking over their 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 coverage every year? Yeah, it it doesn't always happen that way, and it's even tough for me because, you know, a, a lot of people uh, just don't address it that way unless you really push the issue. And what they'll invariably say is, "Hey, can we can we do it by email?" And yeah, we can do it by email, but or phone call. Phone call's good. Because they don't necessarily, you know, view an email and absorb what you're really trying to get at them uh, about uh, on sp- some of the coverages. And, you know, then also we have somebody that, you know, they drag their feet behind and say, well, I, you know, should have placed a claim on this a while back. And, you know, things of that nature don't help. But everybody should understand that most insurance companies uh, 60 days in advance have the renewal ready. And they're sending it off to the mortgage company if, if they're financed. And so there's 60 days, or let's say 45 at the minimum, where you can get with your agent or have your agent contact you and go over some things, maybe change the deductible, maybe look at some endorsements that maybe you don't have that you really should have, maybe get rid of some that you don't really need. And so there's some things that you can do because what's happening right now as you know, so let's say two years ago you bought a house and you insured it for 250. Well, <laughs> for some reason, as you know, it might be worth 400,000 <laughs> right now. Well, um, the mortgage company, so you got $200,000 loan on it. You're insured for 250, $275,000. The mortgage company's fine. They're they're not out. But if it's worth 400,000 now, you got to think about, well, you know, if you haven't had a market analysis, that's one thing. But, you know, if your neighbor's house or somebody in the neighborhood sold for a pretty high price, you better consider what's going on, too, because what happens sometimes, and you got to be careful on this, let's say there's a storm or a fire and you have a total loss. 
Well, if the adjuster, they have to do a cost estimator similar to an appraiser would, and what if they come up um, $75,000, $100,000 higher than your cost estimator was when you bought the house, and then all heck breaks loose? Well, then what are you, how much are you going to give me to repair my house or whatever? Mm-hmm. So there can be some problems there, and that, that's what's happening in these markets. So With, with the rising values. Right. <laughs> But another thing when we spoke to earlier, too, you know, when you're dealing with somebody that might know, that like, let's say the age of the roof, the easiest way I found out for probably about the last 15 years, the city has done pretty good on having permits to replace roofs. Now, where you get into trouble is if the storm chaser snuck in and did a roof and didn't get caught or, you know, your brother-in-law's cousin third removed is a rougher part-time and they come and did your roof and then there is no visible way that you can uh, prove it unless you bought all the materials then mm-hmm. you got a problem yep but yep. i found out the city's pretty good about them permits if it was pulled yep and if it wasn't hang on to your seat right <laughs> Right, and there is there is other ways, like I just mentioned, but yep. but you can have that problem too with sightings, you know, because you know, Iowa's not a matching state, mm-hmm. so you can have hail damage on one side of your house, and if it's not the line of sight, which means if you don't at a certain certain angle disrupt the look of the house, they'll only replace one side of siding, and siding's good for probably three to five years or less when you can't get the same exact matched colors mm-hmm. and and all the sightings put on in a certain lot so it usually comes off the factory the same i mean i've had that with shingles yep the shingle didn't look the same but it was the same exact shingle but it was manufactured at a different time as the other one was yep and so you you got to all that stuff all it does is tend to have problems for the <laughs> real estate guy and and the insurance guy <laughs> and, and if and right now, you could have a storm while you're trying to close on a place. Yeah, had that. And that happens all the time. Yep, yep. And then try to get things repaired before closing. Or get it so that the bank would close on it. Yep, yep. Or so that the guy that bought the house knows it's going to be done. Mm-hmm. I've actually had to place bonds on stuff like that. Yep, it's a, that can be challenging. You know, sometimes that the things come up, especially with roofs maybe come up just during a home inspection from a previous storm um, that was there was never a claim made or you're under contract on a property working through escrow and a hailstorm rolls through and then you got to have somebody go down look at the roof make sure that nothing needs to be repaired before you close and along with values going up and looking over your coverage um, would you say the same thing as you know if you finish your basement or you do anything that, you know in addition on your house you're adding anything in value you should review your coverage at that point as well. Yeah, but what, what happens is, you know, there's, I, I guess, no clean way that the assessor really changes that stuff unless they have uh, access to maybe a system through the permit system on your basement's remodeled. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the, the city, you're supposed to get city permits if you do that, but there's... A lot of basements that are remodeled. That you'd never know. Knock on wood. And the city does not know. Yeah. And and you're talking, you know, you're talking big dollars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from the standpoint of the insurance company, 
is if you have a loss in your basement, which you can have it from sewer backup, or you can have it from a busted water pipe up above, or in the wall in the basement. And, um, you know, our washer uh, breaks a hose or anything like that, well, you're going to get it fixed and paid for. But the insurance company is going to want to reevaluate things as far as the value of the house because I don't I don't know anything that can be done cheap right now. No. Because you got to redo the drywall, you got to replace the flooring, you got to do all kinds of stuff if you have an issue in the basement. And right now with the size of the new houses being built and whatever, I I couldn't I don't think you can remodel a basement for 50 grand. Oh, no. Yeah. And that's, you know, along with just the remodel work, I you know, we both know Cindy Schmader and talking to her about and I know that you work with her quite often talking about restoration and having water issues or anything like that. I don't think people realize, or fires, um, I don't think people realize the extent of if you don't have a total loss, what it takes to clean up and repair um, when it comes to monetary value. Well, and you can have that too just from smoke. Yep. I mean, if you have a kitchen fire or something like that, which doesn't end up always being a lot of damage, but it is, because that smoke goes throughout the house. And another thing people do is, let's say like Cindy or whatever, you know, they call the insurance guy and right away the claim's placed and maybe an adjuster gets there pretty quick. They they sit on their thumbs about what they really want to do. And when you have damage from water or smoke or some of those things, age causes a problem. You know, you if you wait, too long you're not going to be able to do some of the same things that you could have done mm-hmm. and people don't always and I, I understand that because some of that stuff's like you know s- serious to the family if you have a, a major fire or yeah. water loss I mean it's really um it's hard on people yeah um with insurance it's kind of a general question do you feel that you get what you pay for uh, I just depending on on the policies. I I think you probably always get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem is you might not have the right policy, and so uh, and part of that's because you don't want to pay for it. Yeah. Or and part of it's because the agent didn't do what he's supposed to do, and you know unfortunately a lot of times it might be that the agent didn't do what he's supposed to do. But what happens right now, as you know, you can go out today and look at a house that you're going to try to list for 400,000 and tomorrow it lists for 450. So when you're looking at insurance, it really changes quick and especially in the endorsements and how we do stuff that we really, really have to be in a ball. And I see little problems right now too on some of that stuff. Uh, when uh, some of the new stuff I've seen coming through that is bound and or it's going to close on mortgages. You sometimes really got to be have imagination on how you're going to do a cost estimator to get what the bank wants. And I know that appraisers have that problem. Mm-hmm. Sometimes with insurance companies we have that problem because you just go, well, there's no way that house is worth that. Yeah. But you have to use the numbers, and we kind of use the same valuations and stuff that appraisers use. Okay. I know that, you know, you've mentioned before that when it comes to 
getting new coverage or you're speaking with a client and, and you kind of going back to that point of going over just back and forth by email and you give them a quote and maybe they don't fully understand that quote, they go with a cheaper quote because that's a cheaper premium, but they don't totally understand what their, what their coverage is. And so, you know, it's nice to be able to have an agent like you like pick up the phone or go into the office and be able to ask those questions to fully understand, you know, what their coverage is, what their deductible is, and what's included in their policy. Would you say that's true? Yeah, but I think what's happened is we've kind of come around in a circle because I think real estate had this problem and insurance had it. A lot of people, maybe they'll go online and they'll look at a house and they'll think, wow, you know, or a, you know, a FISBO or something like that, which people don't realize, but uh, real estate agents uh, take care of people a lot better than FISBO stuff. And, uh, and agents... Uh, local agents take a lot better care of their clients than computer insurance companies because I, I think I see that it's uh, becoming more important for people to, again to have a face in front of them. Yeah. And I think you're probably finding that out because you work, work real hard at putting your, your, yourself in front of somebody, and I think that's the only way you can be successful. Yeah, I mean, we, and we really deal with that. Um, you know, the first thing that comes to mind in real estate is with mortgage companies. If I'm on the selling side and I'm, I'm working with a seller and we receive multiple offers, say they're all very similar, but one of them has a local lender, that's who I'm going to urge my client to work with. Same if I'm working with a buyer that may be, you know, the example I always use is, is like rocket mortgage. Yeah. If I see they're trying to work with rocket mortgage, I said, Hey, let, let's get with somebody that Worst case scenario, we can go knock on their door. We know where to find them. Someone that understands our local market here, and that's going to help you meet meet with you face to face instead of, you know, just filling out an application online. Uh, I'd say that's the same for for you, for me. Um, and things always go so much smoother when people are working with someone local that understands their needs. I haven't I haven't seen a rocket mortgage or anything like that for quite a while. So my assumption is that mortgage people and real estate agents are doing a pretty good job locally. Yeah, I think that we're, as a real estate agent, I think that we're doing a good job in our industry of pushing people to get qualified with local people. And I think that also just the competitiveness of our market, it it kind of pushes those people to the side that remain to, to work with people that are not local. Because like I said, if it comes down to a multiple offer situation, we're always going to look at those local lenders that we've probably already done business with before and that we trust. If I'm just uh, Joe Blow on the street and, and I need to uh, insure my vehicle, I'm looking at a new homeowner's policy, um, what, what should I ask an insurance agent? Well, it's um, sometimes people you know, ask uh, what companies you represent. Like we probably represent, you know, 15 companies where I can sell homeowners and auto. You might ask, how's the customer service in your agency? Like we have, you know, three to four people that all they do is homes and auto. And they, we also have commercial people that can do homes and auto if they need to. Plus every agent in our office carries a cell phone. And so we can deal with a lot of things that way, too. You know, unfortunately, ever since I've had a cell phone and I don't have voicemail, 
and I only used it to call people because I was going to come in and inspect a house. But now texting is people text more and they email and they don't take phone calls. So it's a way of business. And so what's really important is how will that agency back you up if there's a problem? Mm-hmm. You know, what's your, what's your, how's your agents? Yeah. How's your customer service people? Yep. You know? So Rick, as a, as a guy that's lived in Council Bluffs for a long time, done business in Council Bluffs for a long time, what do you, what do you enjoy about Council Bluffs? Well, I think basically uh, it's, it's the people. You know, I don't like that um, talk about, well, it's, you know, it's really just a, you know, big, small town. Yeah. I, I don't think that. I think everybody here works real hard. I think there's a lot of professionals in town. I mean, like you in the real estate business, I think everybody uh, really works hard to uh, support the community, support the people that work here because, you know, like you, you're a professional you need to be supported. You know, the mortgage people need to be supported. Uh, even uh, like uh, the, the people that do lawns, uh, the carpenters. I mean, we all, I think, work together real well and that we're proud of what we do around here. And uh, we we take care of our local people real well. And the, the move-ins sh- should know that. I know a lot of people that have moved here. They've been here a while now. Professional people are not but they really like the town. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that we we give everybody what they need, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So, Rick, um, where can people find you? Well, our office is at um, 532 First Avenue, which is a Smith Davis building right across from Bayless Park. Uh, or they can call our office at 712-322-1600. And ask for me or my cell phone is 402-680-5401. And my email is rick at smithdavisins.com. Rick, I appreciate you coming in today and answering some questions. Um, I encourage anybody that is um, looking for new coverage or has questions to reach out to Rick. I think he'd be happy to help you. And Rick's always um, the first one to say that if he can't help you, he probably knows somebody that will. So... Thank you, Rick. I appreciate your time, and uh, thanks again. Thank you, Blake.